Mike, turn your games down. I have another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubberton, and who's with me tonight? Falling out. I am Peter. I've got a good feeling about this Bingham Pankratz, author of The Fifth Civilization. Well, what have we here? It's Carrie Caruso on Twitch and YouTube. And welcome, and we are here for another Star Wars movie, one that I actually couldn't wait to talk about. <laughs> one you know, of my been, favorites. Yeah. You've been singing the praises for, for years now. Still am. Thank God. Still. <laughs> I watched it tw- I watched it twice in 24 hours. How many people can say they watched the movie twice in 24 hours and then recorded a podcast about it? You know, I bet not that many. You know, judge, yeah, not many. Judging by the box office returns, I don't think <laughs> many people saw it twice in theaters. No, I actually didn't see it in theaters, unfortunately. I okay. missed it. Because my wife wouldn't go see it with me. But we're here to talk about Solo, a Star Wars story. It came out in 2018 and broke Disney, essentially. Directed by Ron Howard. Howard. Broke Disney with Star Wars. Yeah. I'd say. Where I really believe they learned the wrong lesson from this movie. Yeah. Where we can't recast a kid. We can't recast an actor. No, we'll just we'll just CGI him instead. Yeah, that makes yeah. money. Yeah. I think they learned a number of wrong lessons from this. Mm-hmm. I make a joke about the box office. It wasn't. It was only a box office, you know, failure compared to the other Star Wars movies. You know, I don't know what they were expecting, but it made well, it, hundreds of millions of dollars. It made three hundred ninety-three million, but it cost between two hundred and seventy-five and three hundred million. So it didn't. Make that's back. probably not counting marketing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also it had the misfortune of coming out a few months after the Last Jedi, which I know there are a lot of people that love the Last Jedi precisely because it's not a good Star Wars movie. <laughs> and that's cool. I get that. That's the only thing I like about it. But I think that the overall general consensus was that The Last Jedi was bad. And then three months later, we got this. And I think that a lot of people stayed home. They're like, oh, I'll wait till, I'll wait for streaming on this one. Yeah, I don't know why the what the feeling was not released in December, like all the other Star Wars movies had done. Well, because it's it's the mid-story, right? Because it was... Because this was, 20, this was 2018. Okay, so it's still... It's still, you know, a year and a half, you know, because we don't get uh, the rise of Skywalker until December 2019. Yeah, but I just Rogue so, One yeah, came I don't know. out. Rogue One came out in December of 2016. Oh, okay. Well, so this is the only one that. Came and that's out a great December. movie. So. Yeah, I don't. I think that might have something to do with it. Like, like you said, it was yeah. right after Last Jedi. It was also right after another Star Wars movie, and it feels in it. You know, it feels weird now. We're in an age where you know there's a superhero movie every month. Well, what, what other Star Wars movie? Yeah. Oh. It came out. It came out. Yeah, uh, no, it came out. I don't. My point. My point is that you know people might have been tired of Star Wars. I guess is what. At, yeah, it was, yeah, a little fatigued. Yeah. So, Wasn't yes. there also a bunch of like drama beforehand about the main actor that plays Solo, Alden Einrich, too? Alden like, or something. There was drama with the directors. They hired Lord and Miller, who did uh, right. what? What is it? The Lego Movie, right? Lego uh, Movie. Not to mention the uh, you know Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse. Right. Yeah, yeah, Lord. Right, they hired them, and then they were like, "We're like, oh, we don't like this," and they fired them and brought in Ron Howard. Right. And Ron Howard is a very competent director, but I feel like all of his movies look the same and kind of feel the same to an extent too. Yeah, I I, I can see that criticism at least in the modern Ron Howard era. It's, yes, yes, he's kind of he's kind of brought into like competent movies that are you know successful. He's he's not hired to do a style particularly or pep right, right. Distinct. He comes in, he comes in and just like. He he pinch hits essentially. Yeah. He's a pinch hitter. 
And apparently Solo is one of the most expensive films ever made. I guess I shouldn't be surprised about that. I didn't see that, but it's and it's weird because, you know, they don't have it must have been a lot of technical stuff or marketing stuff because, they, you know, they get a lot of actors who don't command a lot of salaries, big salaries. Yeah, I don't, I'm sure Alden Ehrenreich was being top billed, probably was paid less than Woody Harrelson. I don't know. I, don't yeah, know I, got, I mean, I assume less than Donald Glover and Amelia Clark. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, it's just. It's a very weird Star Wars movie. It'll go down in history as like the Star Wars movie with an asterisk about behind it because it's just so unlike it's not a saga film. It has nothing really to do with the saga other than, you know, one part tying it in. Well, it has nothing to do with the Skywalker saga, I guess. I yeah, say. it's just it, yeah, it's just a character backstory movie. Yeah, I think in I think if this movie was made series on Disney Plus that we would rank somewhere. I'm referring to Obi-Wan. You know, like okay. I feel like they if they had made Obi Wan in twenty eighteen, it would have been just a movie. If they had made Boba yeah. Fett in twenty eighteen, it would have been just a movie. But post COVID, it's like, oh, we'll just put this stuff on streaming. I know. We'll stretch it out, make a series, put it on streaming. I think this would have been better as a series also. You could have because it felt like it was like three different movies crammed together, which is it's also over two hours long. Right. I mean, just barely over. It's two hours and five minutes, but it really would have been a lot better at closer to 90 minutes, I think. And I was watching it and thinking, yeah, I'd cut that. Yeah, I'd cut that. Yeah, I'd cut that. And <laughs> I think if you cut a lot of stuff from it, it, it actually wouldn't be a bad movie at all. And I, I don't want to say bad movie. It, it, w- it would be a better movie. I, you know, I was watching this, though, and I was thinking I like that it's a movie because you can tell they spent they spend a lot of money on it. Oh, yeah. It looks better oh, yeah, than that's Obi-Wan. True. It looks better than Obi-Wan. It looks better than you know, Boba Fett, yeah. Fett, at least. And so it's like, you could tell, you know, they spent, ILM spent a lot of time on it. They, you can tell they went to location shootings, which, which they've done for some shows, but yeah, I like, no, that's, like, I that's fair. Yeah. I like these. That's aesthetic. a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was so much like stuff that could have came out of this right. that, that just doesn't, that, that upsets me what this movie did, like because oh. of the effect, like we like the Obi-Wan movie that was going to get, we were going to get a whole bunch of anthology films and everything was canceled because this movie didn't pr- produce the way they wanted it to. Yeah, but, there's an Obi-Wan, a Yoda, and a Boba Fett, I know. Yep. We're all planned. And it's just, like, it's stupid because it's like, you still could have done these. You just, you released this too soon after The Last Jedi. You had all that hate at Star Wars. Like, just let it chill. And they couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't just wait till December, release this in December, you know, give people time to relax from last Jedi and get excited again. And I don't understand why they just dropped this well, when they did in May. Really what it comes down to is they had two movies for 2018 that this and rogue one. And so, you know, I'm glad if they're going to throw one to the wolves, it was this one. Cause I love rogue one. And you know, though, I don't know how it did box office wise either, but our one was, no rogue one's 2016. Rogue one's 2016. Oh yeah. I thought that's what we were saying that Peter they, was saying it was December, 2018. So yeah, what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying was this is the only one that was released in the summer. Oh, and this is well, and not even summer; it's March, right? May. It was May. Yeah. Oh, it was May. Oh, okay. Right. So you know, that's too soon after the last Star Wars movie. Whereas you know, Rogue One had a year. Everything else had a year between. This had six. So months. they didn't have a December 2018. No, they didn't. They didn't. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Then that's just dumb. I guess maybe December. Yeah, maybe the, and it's a marketing decision, I guess, when they do this. But you know. They may have wanted to make more money in the summer as opposed to the, to the fall or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah, it just bad, seems... de- bad decision all around. Yeah, right. 
I mean, did they have a uh, did they have an Avengers in uh, December twenty eighteen? I don't, I don't. I could look that up, but yeah, because that that would be that actually could be it. They might have had a uh, an Avengers going on, this, but I think they do all the Avengers ones in the summer also. So I don't know. Oh, Infinity they, War was twenty eighteen, but it's like it's like ju- June, right? September. September. Eh, yeah, so. Mike, Mike, no, they. I, I'm getting a word now. They had Mary Poppins return, so I'm sure they expected that oh. to be. <laughs> I'm sure they expected that to be Bafo box office. They didn't want to compete with that. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no. Avengers: Infinity War was April, and yeah. then Ant Man: The Wasp was July, and Cap, and then yeah, Cap Marvel was 2019. So, and then February is Black Panther. So, I don't know why they didn't just sit on it. I mean, they had no, like no reason. Yeah, maybe they had a contract with Ron Howard that the longer it sat, the more they had to pay him or something. Yeah, business. Who could say? But yeah, yeah. you get. You were talking about the Lord of Miller thing. I was wondering. If they're like really huge Star Wars fans, because if you watch this, there are so many references to the old EU. Like I watched a video breaking it down and it's like 35. <laughs> I I have to imagine crazy. they were. I know Lord and Miller originally I was reading you know, Wikipedia. Lord and Miller originally wrote it, but right. they were their name was taken off as part of the deal for them when they when you know they brought in other people to re, to rewrite it. So Right. I'm they, sure they said they didn't want their name associated, with it. which that's that's what is bad when you're Star Wars and people are making you take their name off of it. Right. Anytime <laughs> someone's trying to force you to take their name off of a thing, it's it's bad times coming, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. They're not always box office wise like Gladiator. The the you know, that did really well. The historical director for that um, sued to get her name taken out of the credits. So why? Because it's incredibly historically inaccurate. She sent them a list of a hundred and I think a hundred and fifteen historical inaccuracies and they didn't fix any of them. And so she sued to have her name taken oh. off the credit so it wouldn't ruin her academic career. Okay. Like, okay, that makes sense. Hey, that's my random history thing. I, but, uh, <laughs> I will get into that. I have thoughts about that, but that's I'll say that for another time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, I know who to talk to when I cover that movie someday. <laughs> No, with, with this film, like it just I just remember a lot of bad talking about it. I remember people yeah. being not yeah. excited for it. I remember like I had no interest in seeing this movie either. I mean, I kind of regret not seeing theaters, but my wife had no interest. I think we were I was burned out after Last Jedi because it was just I just did not enjoy that movie. And I was like, I don't give a shit. And I, see, I, I didn't go see this. See, I, I saw it in the theater because so I am a Star Wars nerd and I have to go see everything. But also this was the first movie other than like a cartoon the first non-cartoon i took my son to so he was he was uh six and he loved this movie so much he loved it and being in the theater watching it with him i i i was like uh it was very infectious his enthusiasm and joy because he had seen you know i mean at that point in time force awakens was his favorite movie but this is the first time i took him to a theater to see a movie and he was just like so excited just like bouncing up and down in his seat when they're in the Millennium Falcon and stuff. <laughs> this is a cool movie to be your first. Yeah, yeah. My first non-kid movie was Batman, so, in the theater, I mean. Huh. So, that's a good one. But That is, but, yeah. But, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's a very flawed movie. I still like it. I enjoyed watching it today, but I, it's definitely not my favorite. Yeah, that's my general consensus as well. I did enjoy it much more than I did the first time. I had not seen it since the theater. And, you know, going in, knowing what I did, I was able to just enjoy the ride as opposed to, like, putting my face in my hands, being like, oh, no, why are they talking about that? And yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. This does <laughs> so have I, a lot of groans. This has a right. lot of, especially if you're kind of allergic to member berries like I am. 
because it just pisses me off when they do that kind of stuff. Where it's like, oh, see, see, he said the thing, he said the thing, and this is movie is oh god, wall yes. to wall, he said the thing. There's too many callbacks. There's this movie is the epitome of we need to explain everything about you know Han Solo. How did the ship get wrecked? How's the other yeah. dice? You know. Yes, how'd the ship get wrecked? That was ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> like this movie's taking place 15 years before Star Wars. Just uh, we can assume that it gets be- beaten up. We don't need to see it literally losing the pieces I to become like more busted looking. <laughs> I mean, it was a good, it was a good scene that, but it, I didn't need. It was definitely gratuitous. There's a lot of gratuitous things oh, in the yeah. movie. I have uh, a like, list of gratuitous. Him gratuitous saying, is the word. Gratuitous is it. He and, even says, "I got a good feeling about this," which he is notorious in all the other movies. I got a bad feeling about this all the time. Yeah. I didn't mind that, and that was one of my least offensive things about. That it. That was funny because I laughed when he said that. I did too. It was, but, it was so much. The dice. Here's how he got the dice. Here's how right. he got the gun. Here's how he got the name. Here's how <laughs> right. Chewie got the name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's like where he got this catchphrase. This is where they got that catchphrase. Here's where he's where he's where he learned the trick about you got, got a lot of nerve coming here after what you pulled, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just on my way to see you. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh we don't need that. Like it's it's too much. <laughs> there are so many references to a new hope and Empire and Strikes Back. I, I, I love it though. Like I loved all the memories. See, I like the subtle ones. Like he kisses Kira when he kisses Kira yeah. on the Millennium Falcon. It's the same room where he kissed Leia. Oh, on I didn't the catch Millennium that. Falcon. Things like that. Little things like that are great. You know, all the little like references to the extended universe in like throwaway lines about this planet. Oh, that's from a Lando Calrissian novel called Blah Blah Blah. And this planet, that's from a Han Solo novel. And this is from the Maw was mentioned in the Jedi Academy trilogy. It's things like that. That's great. That's great because they don't draw your attention away. Or when you're in, you know, uh, Voss's office or his whatever, his room, and you see like, oh, there's a Sith holocron in the background. There's a crystal skull, which is not from Indiana Jones. It's from from a Han Solo book. It's from the cover of a Han Solo book. But still, things like... Things like that, you know, those are great. There's a, some Mandalorian armor in the corner. Cool. Yeah. You know? Oh, with Dryden Voss? Yeah. Dryden yeah. Voss's office is like got a bunch of little Easter eggs in the background. I didn't there catch must, it. That is cool. There must be I a didn't catch it either. There. Yeah. I watched that breakdown video of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw the Crystal Skull <laughs> and I was like, oh God, from the fucking Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> but then, yeah, I watched the breakdown. Like, no, actually, look, it's like exactly the one from this Han Solo novel. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. So. And I'm and assuming, yeah, like, this was ahead. the first thing to really put all his, like, past in it, too? Yeah, I mean, he'd been in a, a, a lot of his past have been, you know, just in the EU novels, which none of them are canon anymore. And so, other than that, we just, everything was a mystery, which is cool. And I forget. Because he's supposed to be mysterious. Yeah, I was trying to think of the old canon. I should have looked it up. But I think he had something to do, a lot of it was kept similar um, mm-hmm. in terms yeah, of, like, it was a lot the similar. he joined the yeah, Imperial the, ca- yeah. He got kicked out of the academy. Was from a yeah. comic book. I don't believe he wasn't. Oh, maybe he was an orphan. He was. That's he was. That's orphan, in yeah. the. I actually found some of the stuff. It said for the childhood in the previous canon, the movie's version of Solo spends his childhood as a space version of Oliver Twist, performing I mean, for a Fagin type figure. And Solo, this ringleader, is a female alien. Yeah, but I that didn't help me. <laughs> yeah, they, so they kept a lot of things similar, but I don't remember what was talked about in the Han Solo novels from like the 70s or 80s, which would be interesting to read again. Yeah. Just I, just because they weren't, they're not exactly canon. They weren't exactly old canon, but they weren't like not old canon either. So, yeah. 
I also didn't yeah. realize that blaster was supposed to be the same blaster that he has in. Yeah, because oh yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's the DL forty four. Yeah, because we get to see where he gets everything. Yeah, he I mean, it, he gets it does do joint. that too much. It doesn't wait. <laughs> the dice was like right up at the top is the dice and like the opening of the movie. It's yeah, like, ah, the dice. Like we don't need to. We don't. I mean, but they brought those. They had brought those back in the Last Jedi when you yeah. know Luke gives them to Leia, except not really because you know. He's a force projection, so they're force projection dice. But they whatever. they go back to the uh, oh well, we'll talk about that when we get to last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they go. Uh, I know we're just listing things, the callbacks, but I I want to talk about the you know the chess game. It's like how many we saw that in Force Awakens, and we mm-hmm. saw it in I think we saw it in Last Jedi, and then we saw it again in Rise of Skywalker, and we see in this movie. So every time they go back to the chess well to be like, huh, remember this, huh? You like this from the first movie, yeah. <laughs> You get you get to see more chess. You get to see Wookiees don't like losing at the chess game. We'll talk yep. about that again and again. Chewbacca ripped someone's arms off at one point too. <laughs> yep, he did. Which I was like fine. That, that too. That didn't bother me. That yeah. Bother me. Anyway, I you know just to, to start us off, you know, I think <laughs> it does. I like the Oliver Twist kind of stuff. I I like the Lady Proxima stuff that it opens with. I mm-hmm. think she's an interesting character, and I like that. You know. It, I would have liked to see more of her. I would like to see her maybe come back, but I feel like the glimpse we got of her was was pretty cool because it's like, like un, any not like anything we've seen in Star Wars. Yeah, and I liked the humor of that scene. It felt yeah. very Lord and Miller. It feels like a joke they left in that they wrote, where he yeah. takes the rock and he very clearly <laughs> makes the clicking sound of his mouth. Right. It's just like you. That's that's not a thermodynamic. That's a rock, and you just made it a, a clicking sound of your mouth. He's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I laughed at that. I like that a lot. Yeah, like that was. I like that just like at the beginning of the Last Jedi with uh, the Poe like saying that he can't, where where he's like trolling. Uh, what's his name? Pux. Oh, and everyone yeah. thought that was dumb, and I'm like, oh, that's you know, that's funny. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, no, it's not very Star Wars, but that's fine. I I laugh both times I watched this movie when he does the thermal detonator joke. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought that was good. It's just funny. <laughs> like, it is you you did that with your mouth. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you at? And it's like, if this is the plan. He just throws it and breaks a window. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. The, the, the uh, speeder chase was pretty cool. I uh, like it you was... got like the one, the one uh, stormtrooper on duty is like, oh shit. <laughs> and has to chase and immediately yeah. just gets Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I like how he's like, a you know, checking the speed. Hey, you're speeding. That's yeah. I thought it was just funny. Like, there's just lots of little things. When he first, when you're first introduced to Kira or Kira, however you pronounce her name, Kira, it's Kira. Kira? Yeah. Okay. Like I really like her. One, I really like Amelia Clark, so that played a big part in it. But I really like this character too. I want more of this character. And unfortunately, after this movie, until I think recently, she is in the comics now. Oh. They brought her into the Star Wars comics, so like she she continues in there, which take place I think around episode four, between four and five, or around that time. So she's in comics now. They finally have like something to do with this character, and it just she's a great character. And it just it made me sad that this movie just because it didn't do what they wanted to. They just put everything away, and you know we're stupid. But yeah, I just I like your character. I like the way you're introduced to her. I like all that where he you know he gives him the reason like he's like hey we gotta you know we gotta leave and I'm gonna you know rescue you and then it fails. Mm-hmm. And I, I like yeah, that. I like that. It fails bad too but it's like almost like he like the fact that they almost get like when you know, you have the whole chase you have them get to the docking station they bribe yeah. the guard and they're just about to go through the door holding hands and they grab her and then she doesn't make it yeah it, it's so good but i yeah. i just and, and again it also plays such a big part in like affecting the character too and i'm okay with that like it, it's kind of heart-wrenching where you see her get captured and then 
essentially you find he doesn't find out, but you find out later on that she was pretty much sold to as a slave. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Which is I don't think really explained in this movie. No. They hint I, around it. They don't I explain think it's, it. I think it's pretty explained. I mean, it's not it's not fully explained, but I think it's kind of clear because she's got a tattoo on her wrist and everything for them, so kind of like she's branded. Yeah. Yeah. You got the, the tattoo even looks more like a brand than a tattoo. Yeah, it wasn't a voluntary decision to join. Uh, no. Join. Yeah. And then yeah. I like when he goes to the recruitment center, you can hear the Imperial March. I did appreciate Alder. that. Yeah. And that's uh, that. the only time any of the Star Wars music has actually been like like diegetic, like in the world. Yeah. yeah. I like that bit. I remember noticing that in the theater and I'd be like, OK, that was a nice touch. Yeah. It was like it's cool. it's it's very it is the Imperial March, but it's like just a little bit different. Like it's, it's like a uh, major key. It's like upbeat. yeah, yeah. But it, it makes a lot of it's sense. Like, da, 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 it's da, kind of like da. it in one of the James Bond movies. You know, James Bond hears his theme, and that's the code to meet like a, a double agent or something. And that's yeah. like a winking <laughs> at the camera. It, it, it's that was a very. I think this is much better than that. You know, in the, the James Bond movies, yeah. right now, but like. <laughs> I felt like they could have they should do that more in movies. They should have somebody playing the Star Wars theme on like Canto Bite or something and then somebody just looking at them weird. Yeah. I always thought that would be a fun little joke, but But yeah, yeah, I like that and and then, you know, I don't like him getting his name. That's dumb. No. I, I really think it should have just been him walking into that room and seeing that and like looking at it and then it like fades to like three years later and it's him on the battlefield. I we, we could have lost the whole like Han Solo. I think it's hilarious, but I get where you're coming from. Like, I don't disagree with you. It didn't need to be there. I like it. Here's the thing. <laughs> Why would he not have a last name? Like, he knew his dad, right? Then because he says his dad built those ships. Isn't that? Yep. So why wouldn't he know? What, why wouldn't he have a surname unless he got rid of his surname or whatever? I feel like it just it's just a dumb thing. I want to know who decided to put that in there. And oh, it's it, he has to. We have to explain it because Solo is actually a word. So, yeah. you know, right. if we don't explain how we got his name, people wonder, why is his last name a word? Why isn't it like Bliplorp or whatever? <laughs> yeah, it'd, be, it'd be like if in Phantom Menace, like Anakin was a tightrope walker. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's like he walks in the sky. <laughs> yeah. <there's> like that. <laughs> okay, that is fair. I, will go with that. I mean, I enjoyed it because I thought it was cheeky, but it's. Well, to me, I also took it as they probably, maybe they didn't, I don't think they meant this way, that the Empire just doesn't give a shit. The guy's like, my job is to recruit people. It doesn't, I don't give a shit what your name is. You're in the army. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it seemed like he was like, you know, the guy didn't seem that bad. I don't know, maybe. But I like when it goes in three years later and he's on the battlefield as like a, I don't know, like a mud trooper or whatever. Mim Bam. Yeah. I didn't understand why they weren't, like, why they're not wearing any like stormtrooper armor if they were like lower class. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I know why. Infantry, I mean, I know exactly yeah. why. It's, well, yeah. it's, I know exactly why. It's We need to see his face. We need to see Woody Harrelson's face. We need to see Tandy Newton's face. We need to see their faces because we pay for these people to be in our movie. We need to see their faces. So let's show their faces. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, yeah. You know, and it, yeah. It, you notice John Favreau's character, Rio, he's got his helmet on because he's the alien. Yeah, and it's like so they do have helmets. They're just all just not wearing them. Only they're wearing helmets. They're not wearing the face part of the helmet for some reason. So yeah, they they could have made them stormtroopers, but then that wouldn't have allowed us to see everyone's face without them taking off their helmets. Good point. Right. I mean, there were stormtroopers around. Yeah, there were. That's the thing. There were stormtroopers. So it's like, well, so are these like 
these aren't conscripts because Han joined. So they're not, it's not like they're like local conscripts or something. This is Imperial Army. They just decided it would look cooler for them to not be in, in Stormtrooper. It, it kind of bothered me that they weren't wearing helmets. I mean, I get it from the movie perspective, but it did bother me a little bit because I'm like, why aren't, you know, if these are, if these are just, you know, your normal troops or are these a different kind of troops or something. I wanted some yeah. answer, but I get it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make much sense for them not to have a squad of stormtroopers down there as opposed to infantry, whatever infantry division they were. Yeah, but, it, 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 I'm, I'm fine with, like, if we had ever had any reason to think stormtroopers were, like, special. Yeah. But they've always been shown to be just, like, the the grunt labor, uh, like, the grunt lowest level of the yeah. Empire anyway. So they're not, like, special forces or something. So, yeah, no. it's fine. It's fine, though. It didn't bother me really so much as, they're like, why aren't they just stormtroopers? Though? That would make more sense. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you explained it now. I mean, that does, I mean, that does make sense why they probably did that. Yeah, and specifically when, so that we, because Woody Harrelson's, the, I guess at the time, anyway, he was the biggest actor in this, I would think. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Donald Glover is pretty big, but not really for acting. I mean, he's in community. He's he's more famous as a musician, probably. Yeah. I mean, we know, you know, he's special when you get the and credit of the cast. I think at the the correct at the closing credits, like and Woody Harrelson. And that's usually a sign that you're prestigious or something. Yeah. Looking at the, the poster, Woody Harrelson's second bill and Amelia Clark is third and Donald Glover's fourth. Interesting. Yeah. When was community was community before this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Community was already done by now. Well, I mean, Community is, yeah, but it's, he's a TV star compared to Woody Harrelson was also a TV star, but he's also a movie star. Yeah, no, Amelia no. Clark was a TV star, but she's an HBO star, and it's HBO, not it's not TV, it's HBO. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, now it's similar Max. like Phoebe Waller Bridge. Right. Say what? Oh, I, just, oh, yeah, I was making a joke. I said now it's, oh, Max. Now it's Max. It's, yeah. Max is bad, by the way. Like that when that app first went up, God, was it awful! Like so many technical errors. <laughs> It still has it's identical. The website's identical, really. So, except they no longer have the Studio Ghibli like button. So now to watch like Studio Ghibli stuff, I have to go to like I have to either type it in or I have to go to like uh, adult animation, anime, yeah. and then scroll down like three pages until it gets to Studio Ghibli category. Truly, but, truly, really a business decision to make your app worse and to get rid of the only the one prestigious brand in your name. Yeah. That yeah. everyone goes for it, it really feels like their new CEO was like pissed off that he had that he's like people should care more about you know the you know the, they should care more about discovery than <laughs> they will let me change the name to discovery plus HBO so we're gonna call it something else I don't know it's yeah stu- so stupid yeah I like Phoebe Waller Bridge isn't it too like I mean it's got a good cast Paul Bettany. yeah it's a really decent cast and I don't think yeah. everybody gives it their all and they do a really good job. I, mean, uh, my I think main everybody's good in it, yeah. Yeah, my yeah, main problem is not with the acting. I think Alden Ehrreich, is, he does a good job as Han Solo. I yeah. think it's better than cast better to cast him than D.H. Harrison Ford or whatever. Yes. Exactly. I mean, so. he gets some of the mannerisms down. He's not as good as Donald Glover when it comes to the mannerisms of Lando, but he does, oh, like, he does a good job in the mannerisms of, of, of Han Solo. Like, he, he captures some of that stuff that, like, you could see Harrison Ford doing in the other movies. I, I I hate the fact that Disney learned the wrong lesson from this movie as being like, well, oh, we can't recast Harrison Ford ever again. Yeah. I hate that. Well, they killed so, him anyway, so, I mean, no reason. Harrison Ford is coming back. All, Alden Ehrenreich is getting older. I don't know what they would do or if they'd ever do another Han Solo movie. No, no. I, I can't see them ever doing another one. There's no. no reason to. There wasn't really a big reason to do this one. No. 
Yeah. It was it, it was called to make money, and they spent. T- the problem is they spent too much money on this movie. Yeah. And I I do think part of that was the reshoots and the like the because they reshot and rewrote a lot of stuff yeah. after they got rid of Lord and Miller, so that cost that probably cost billions of dollars to do that. And and so Rogue One had a similar issue, right? They fired yeah. the director. Yeah. And, and and who did they bring in? Gareth Edwards. Oh, okay. I blank. Oh, he did the Godzilla movies, right? I think. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I yeah. like I like the cast a lot. I like and when I love this idea of how he meets Beckett's team. Right. Oh yeah, that scene's great when they they call him and he says Captain and he said and everybody kind of laughs and you don't if you watch it for the first time you don't know what they're laughing at but he's like oh he's yeah. got bolt holes on his he took the uniform off a of body yeah which I <laughs> loved it Han Solo like clock that yeah also, like later exactly yeah but yeah i like that idea and i really i was like you know what would be cool is if the whole movie is just him joining their crew and then instead of it being like these three different movies it, or two to at least two different movies like if they had their heist on the train and it goes bad and then they have one more heist and then that's it but it kind of just keeps going but i felt like you could have like a an, almost like an ocean's 11 you know, kind of like high school oh. system, and that would have been better. Yeah, they should have done the, we have to assemble the team, and, you know, yeah. the whole typical trope of going to a planet, and, you know, blah, 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 you find the heisters, etc. Yeah, that, it, that it, could have it, been pretty cool. Yeah. I would but have I rather that, had that. Yeah. I think that would have helped us, too. They kind of do that with Lando, and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I like the Lando bit, but I feel like it would have been more fun to see, see them assemble that team. Yeah. But, oh, well. Yeah, that would have been, been really cool. Uh, but yeah. I like the team. I like uh, Woody Harrelson. I love yeah. Tan- uh, Thand- is, Do you say, is it Thandy or Tandy Newton? I believe it's pronounced Tandy. It's, yeah. Yeah. Tandy I like no age. I like her on Westworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can watch that one day. What else she's in? She's great in Westworld. She's in Miss Impossible, too. The one that no one talked about. Oh, place. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. She was, she was in that. She's been yeah. in some other things that I can't recall, but she's well established. Yeah. I like, I liked her in this. Um, I liked. John Favreau as as Rio was a lot of fun. I didn't know that. Yeah, and and Rio is cool because so it's something I've seen about. I'm I'm like ninety nine percent certain in Jedi Outcast, not Jedi Fallen Order, Fallen Order, and Jedi Survivor. You're the the guy in that is the same race as him. Definitely looks the same, and it's the same job. He's the pilot of the ship in Fallen Order. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. I didn't think yeah. about that, but okay. and he even says in this movie like at one point that his dream is to open a cantina somewhere warm, right? And in Jedi Survivor, that's what that guy's done, is he's opened a cantina in a pretty warm location. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Which I, I can't imagine that those... I, it could be a reference, but I but I like that. Like, in Jedi, of course, Jedi um, Fallen Order is after this, but I wonder if they, like, the people who made that game were like, oh, it'd be cool to make him the same race as Jon Favreau's character from this. Yeah. I like similar, tem- similar temperament, too. Similar, like, humor. That's cool. Of course, it could be some other six six armed race. I don't know, <laughs> six limbed race. I don't know, but it looked the same. No, it's probably the same race. Yeah, I, we can look it up. We care enough, but yeah, it's got to be. But anyway, I, no, yeah, I like, the meeting. It's like cool. The whole meeting. Yeah, very you know, cool. and the whole idea of how like how the empire really doesn't give a shit either. Like the fact that you know, like as he as he's you know as he's talking with them, you know, he overhears them, and at one point he's like. You know, he threatens Blackmail. I was like, hey, I could just go tell, you know, I bet that guy would love to hear the fact of what you guys are up to. Oh, yeah. 
And where Woody Harrison's like, all right, you know, you want to play that game? Sure. Hey, this guy's a deserter. Take him away. And, yeah. you know, and he's like, yeah. wait, uh, you know, but yeah, again, they don't trust him. But yeah, because again, I, they, lo- I love before, before that where he's like where he had he had he had left them and he's like with his lieutenant. And it was just like, all right, we're going to all right, man, we're going to move up. We're going to do this. And he's like, why are we doing this? He's like, for the glory of the empire. He's <laughs> like, you know, we, we have to we will crush the invaders. And he's like, well, we're the or the, crush the hostiles. He's like, but we invaded them. We're the hostiles. <laughs> yeah, it's a it good, good it's a good little uh, critique of uh, the Empire right there. Yeah, I liked it. It's one of the rare Star Wars movies where the Empire is not the main villain. Like, I feel yeah. like in most other works, they're fighting. Well, I guess in the prequel trilogy, but like, you know, <laughs> the Empire is like just a sideshow on this. Yes. Yeah, they're not really about involved. the larger universe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Empire isn't even like the villain in the in the grand scheme of things. It's more of Crimson. What's that called? Dawn. Yeah, Crimson, Crimson Dawn, Dawn, which I like. That's why I was like, also, we'll get there. But like, I was bummed that we don't get in our movies. I wanted to see more of this world and more of what they're doing. Yeah. I would love for there to be a gritty Star Wars series. Unfortunately, I feel like they try to make them, as we saw with Boba Fett, they make them too nice. Like a gritty like crime series or something, maybe. Yeah, I would say we got, I think, I think Andor is pretty gritty, but I know right. what you're saying, yeah. Gritty crime one, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, I know. No, that, yeah, because everything like the way Woody Harrelson, like their whole meeting, and then you have him running into Chewbacca. That's okay. I, it's not my favorite. Like I would have rather maybe had them meet some other way than him getting tossed in a cell with a Wookiee. I don't know. I, I I did like. I agree, but I also liked their interactions down there. Okay, where he like he's about to kill him, and he like he like growls at him and. Chewbacca stops and he goes, and he goes, yeah, uh, I speak a little. <laughs> yeah, I felt that was, yeah, I kind of have two minds about it. Although overall, I liked it. When I first saw it, I was like, Ugh. but Me now too. I'm kind of, tur- I've turned around on it. That that's actually a funny bit. Yeah, I don't like the idea that Chewbacca is like going to, you know, like eat him or whatever. And, you <laughs> right. know that. Like, I'm like, oh, come on, because Chewie's like a skilled mechanic and pilot. That's kind of a thing in Star Wars, though. They they like to kind of like have their cake and eat it too of Chewbacca that, you know, he's, he's like a wild, you know, temperamental native, but yeah. also he's like skilled pilot and a mechanic and, and he's friends with Yoda. It's like, but, but still, I, yeah, I like the joking around. I like that. I'm, I'm also, I'm always like a big sucker in star Wars for people talking to Chewbacca and R2D2. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and kind of like trying to figure out from context what they might be saying. It's always like since I was a kid, I've always liked that a lot. That's fair. And, yeah, and so it's, it's a fun scene, I think. Yeah, and I guess like, the fact that he spoke Wookiee was enough to get him to not get murdered. Right. I guess it's enough yeah. to stop it for the moment, at least, and then you yeah. can talk to him. Yeah, that's that's what I'm understanding. And when they do the whole pretend to fight bit, and Han, and Han pretends to be like, "Oh no, stop! I can't take it anymore." It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, and the soldiers above are like, "Oh man, it's just getting good." <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Chewie's not selling it well enough, and so Han yeah. like actually insults him, and then Chewie just like throws yeah. him, th- like just tackles him through the thing. I Pretty did like that. People are looking. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And the the insult that he called him is a is something that Han Solo said in the Force Awakens. Oh, I did not know that. It is. Yeah, that. But again, that didn't bother me because I wouldn't have known that without watching like a breakdown video. I wouldn't have caught that. That's fine. That's like the subtle ones like that are fine. Okay, that's kind of that's kind of funny though. Yeah, that they did that. No, and then like when they get out, like the whole idea of how they escape, and then they try to run both two different ways, and the chain just grab them and pull them back. I thought yeah. that was cool too. Yeah, that made fun. me laugh. And and then when they get aboard the ship, and 
they uh, Han's taking a shower and then Chewbacca steps into the shower with him. Yeah. <laughs> We could have maybe done this one at, after another or one at yeah. a time. <laughs> so there were some funny bits. Yeah, it had it, I, the humor in it was good. I, I enjoyed the humor throughout the whole movie. Same. My my really my only problems with it were the yeah the just unnecessary explaining of everything and it was too long. <laughs> no, that's and, fair. Yeah, I don't like that it implies that everything we know about Hansel happened like a two week period. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, two weeks at most. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe one to two weeks. He meets he meets Lando, Han, Chewie, he gets Lenny Falcon, and then he's right where he is and where new when New Hope starts. And they're like, oh, yeah. come on, come on. He gets his he gets his blaster. He finds out about uh about Jabba the Hut and plans to go yeah. meet him soon, so we can assume that he's been working for Jabba the Hut for fifteen years off and on. It's just, I mean, yeah, it was too. It was like they crammed too much in. Yeah, no, I agree. I I still really want that. I want that movie we didn't get. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, cause that's how it felt to me. That really feels like when they do mention that near the end, that they were setting up for a sequel. Oh, clearly. I feel like they would have, if it's been successful, everybody loved it. They would have brought back Kira, obviously, cause she was a big star. Oh, they both like signed a three, all yeah. three of them signed a three year or three movie contract. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they had planned. Yeah. I mean, Donald Glover is amazing as Lando. So him getting a Lando movie or series would be cool. Yeah. I, he claims it's, you know, he claims it's going to happen. Donald Glover does, but I, I very much doubt it. I doubt it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's done. At this point, it's 2018. We're in 2023. Yeah, we're not getting nothing. From well, yeah, this. I think I think Disney is just like, let's let's turn the chapter on Star Wars, guys. Yeah, we've we, we, we've uh, we've soured. We've soured things a little bit with a few of these movies. Let's uh, let's just do something new, but not that new. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm just trying to think what happens after they 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 escape from the prison. Then he runs to the to the ship yeah, they were stealing. He runs to the ship. Right. Yeah. They and then get, get the whole the shower scene, and then they go to yeah. the train raid, which yeah. I really like this train raid. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the train raid is good, and and I like when another Han and Chewie moment that's pretty funny is you know they're you know Han's like yeah so we got a you know I got us on this crew it's gonna be good and Chewbacca goes Rawr. and he's like. No, I'm pretty sure it was mostly me they wanted. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Chewbacca's like, yeah, I like that idea. It's like because that is true. Chewbacca, that was Chewbacca was the one that sold us. Is Beckett was like, we could use some muscle, you know, about Chewbacca. Yeah. So I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't need muscle. I mean, I think I don't think that job would have worked at all with just three people. They needed, yeah, yeah. I don't know what their so, plan would have been. Their plan would have been different, I guess. But I yeah. do like the joke when they're like, we could hire Bosk. Like I'm okay with yeah. that joke. Bosk and also uh, what you call it, twins from Shadow of the Empire. Don't know what you're talking about, and it's Bob. Uh, they're like twin alien sisters that work for the uh, what are they called? The Golden Sun or whatever. Black Black Sun. The Black, Black Sun. Sun. Yeah, they work for that. That Black Sun. The, they, they work for the main villain. Yeah, I do remember that was a reference. The like, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, and it's yeah. They say we could you know get the so and so twins or Bosk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there's another reference in here too. Not a, a little bit later when, oh yeah, when Donald Glover meets Beckett, Woody Harrelson's character, he says, "Oh, you killed Aura Singh. She wanted yeah. to kill me." And I, I like that because she's a reference from she was in the prequel movies for a very brief scene. Yeah, yeah. And she's she, in she's in um, Clone Wars also. Yes, she plays a big part in Clone Wars. Yeah, and a few it's are. weird that they would give you know they never really explain what happened there, did they? What happened with Tobias Beckett killing her? I mean, I guess for such it, a it, big character, yeah. Well, I mean, she wasn't that big, really. Oh, I guess she's big in Clone Wars. I mean, I get, yeah, 
Yeah, and Phantom Menace, she's like in it for like a right, maybe I, maybe half a second. Yeah, she's I remember, just there. I remember that being teased as some big thing, but it never. She's really... there. Oh, look at this toy you could buy. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that. I mean, if you talk more about the trains, like the whole idea that they're gonna like you know they're gonna steal this train car and they have this whole plan. Yeah. It's just such a good scene. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, like that was I really liked it. Yeah, it looked really good. It looked was really exciting. It had a lot of nice action parks. And you have not only the Empire, but you have the Enfys Nest pirates come and attack them too. Yeah, I mean, so and like, like plan would have worked had it not been right. for the Enfys, the pirates, yeah. because yeah. they would have been. I mean, the, I, I like the, the stormtroopers have the freaking like magnetic boots. I really got a kick out of that too. Yeah, yeah. Every plan has their own different type of stormtrooper. It's really and I'm here for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. I love that so much. I mean, I don't understand why they didn't have magnetic boots or something when you're going to go take a train that you know is going to be moving on the track that you're trying to, you know, steal. But hey, whatever. I'm okay with that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're not the smartest pirates. So, you know, it's okay. (laughs) They Uh, really aren't the smartest pirates. They're not great pirates. Well, yeah, that, that since we're talking about that, a, a nitpick, um, I find Woody Harrelson Beckett's twirling his blasters thing is just the stupidest. It's just so it's like you didn't like Rob Crosslot in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it's that's what it is. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's blaster ocelot. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> just give him a Russian accent. Yeah, you know, then you then you'd have revolver ocelot right there. But no, I, I can get where you're coming from with that. I mean, there's some stupid moments with it. I, I enjoyed it personally, but I can get it. Like, just everything with the train, I thought it's just such a cool scene. And yeah, was, how the pilot was. gets killed. But, you know, because I for, I didn't even completely realize. Because, yeah, after that scene, he's gone. Because he gets shot. He's like, yeah. And then he just he just dies. Yep. You know, yeah. it's kind of, I'm like, oh, this is kind of sad. <laughs> and Tandy Newton dies as well. Uh-huh. That made me sad. I liked her. Yeah, I feel yeah. like she's probably happy to be in Star Wars, but, you know, I'm sure it was a, it was a small role, basically, for a, such an established actor. Yeah. But I feel like that's a part of any heist movie where the team members get picked off. So. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's uh, like in The Matrix. Yeah. When, when we, yeah, we lose Switch and APOC, and it's like, Switch is, like, so interesting looking. I want to I want to see more Switch. <laughs> I like the coaxium explosion, too. That was really cool. Yeah, I read that they they got the inspiration from looking at a firecracker blow up underwater, kind of an implosion, and that's oh, really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, that is cool. That that was a cool scene where he's like, "Don't let go." That you know, he's like, I'm, again, I was thinking to it like, had he just played chicken, they all would have died anyway because there wasn't enough time to pull yeah. that thing out, no matter what. Right, and Beckett was just so focused on them succeeding that he was not thinking clearly. Yeah, they had no chance of surviving that. So it, it, to me, it didn't make sense. Like, what are you like? What are you doing here? Like, you can't. It, you don't it have a sense, choice. It made sense that he would make a bad decision about that. I, I felt oh, like okay. That is because he does make a bad decision about it. So yeah, that's a fair point. No, it's just it's just a good you know it's just a good scene and then you know kind of showing again Han Solo can't follow orders right ever yeah <laughs> and, and and Han Solo dumping cargo which is how he got in bad with uh, Jabba the Hutt yeah yeah the origin that was, story yeah there you go. Why does he dump cargo so often? Well, here's, yeah. why, here's why we tell you. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. I don't, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that one until just now. Like, yeah, no, that's exactly it. He's dumping cargo. <laughs> right, yeah. But but it's good. It's a great scene. It's a great scene. And then that brings us to them going to Dryden Vaughn. And I like it where Beckett is like, hey, just leave. He doesn't know who you are. You know, he doesn't need to know who you are. Just go, because you come with me. You're marked for death, too. 
Yeah, I like that Beckett's like, he, he can tell he has a soft spot for him. Yeah. He's giving him a chance out to get out. Which is, and, it's cool. And I like Paul Bettany as Dryden Voss. Same. I wasn't sure if he was supposed to be an alien or if he was just scarred. I think, I think he's just supposed, scarred. I, I think he's supposed to be a near human is what they, what Wikipedia said. Like he's not human, but he's like almost, he's okay. one of those, one of those Star Trek aliens that just have a weird I thing. I was going say, it's like Star Trek where it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, it's, it, it's unclear, but. I liked him too. He was basically just, you know, some guy. He wasn't like an evil wizard or anything. He was like a mob. He's like a gangster who was like a polished yeah. gangster, basically. And I yeah. like that. He wasn't oh, anything yeah. too grandiose for Star Wars. It was a kind of down to earth villain. They had to give him some, uh, some like double bladed lightsaber right. knives, but that's fine. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I like those knives. Okay. I got those knives are awesome. And the yeah. fact that like, yeah, no, they're, they're, somebody, they're you, you're first introduced to him. And yeah. he's like, here, put these. I might need these later. And I didn't catch this right away. But yeah. the woman he gives them to doesn't have half a head. Yeah. 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 She's um that that's like a whole that's a, like another reference, like deep cut Star Wars reference. Yeah, I had no it's, idea that was deep cut. But yeah, it's so OK. So the the guy in A New Hope in the bar who tells Luke, you know, we're wanted. We're wanted in, you know, tens. You know, we've got the death sentence in ten systems or whatever. <laughs> Right, that guy in the EU, he is a plastic surgeon and is like a like a but he's like a psychotic plastic surgeon who does like weird creepy surgeries to people and he designed these he took these uh like humanoid like pleasure androids and chopped off the top of their heads and turned them into these servants and that's yeah. Oh, okay. I don't even know if it's EU. I think it's like deleted scene from Rogue One actually. Oh, that's cool, though, that like, they put yeah. it in there somehow. Yeah, I would never have had any idea. I was just like, that is a really cool design and not like anything you've ever seen in Star Wars. I just yeah. thought it was more of like, this is a crime syndicate and they have people that have been tortured or, you know, mutated into what they want. Yeah. They're, they're slaves. They're, yeah, I, I figured they were not supposed to be like living, though. I figured they were androids or droids of some sort. But I figured they were. Yeah, I, I just I looked at them and I was like, oh, they're like probably like sex slave droids that have been like yeah. repurposed to be you know waiters and it's like a you know subhuman we're going to cut off their face thing so you don't look them in the eyes i don't know that's fair. I, I thought i thought it was a neat i thought it was a very neat look it, it helps push how bad dryden is without really showing it too much at the time mm-hmm. because i, I mean like, he's badass like character you know they're working that for. person when you work when you walk in and he's just killed the person he's yeah. like panting so he didn't like kill them in this like cold you know, thing. He's like, <sighs> <sighs> you know, like that. Like he's like, yeah, you know, really into it. He gets off I thought, on I it. Thought, I thought that was really neat. And then yeah, he hands it and says, "Take these to my office. I may be needing them later." Like I like, love that. I may be killing. Like is it? I may be killing Beckett. Well, it makes well, sense. They yeah. failed their job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like you that. aren't gonna like. I'm. You know, you fail Jabba and dump your cargo. He hunts you down and puts you in stone at some point many years later. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I like, I like yeah, and then while they're at the party, like and more just like Han and Chewie like conversation stuff is Chewbacca says something to Han and Han goes, Yeah, I don't care, whatever. And Chewbacca shrugs and walks off. And then Han meets up with Kira and Kira gets some drinks, and then you see Han, uh, Chewbacca come back over and he's got two drinks and he sees them drinking. He's like he looks out of the two drinks and he shrugs and just drinks both of them. <laughs> So it's clear, like Chewbacca said, should I get us drinks? And Han was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And 
So then, yeah, I just like that. I like. I, like I didn't that. catch I that. Was, That's cool. I thought it was good, like good, uh, st- like storytelling, like the like little like telling a story without saying it kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. the way Kira goes back and forth with him, I love their dialogue, and I love how she, mm-hmm. you know, jumps past questions because she doesn't want to, you know, tell him exactly what's going on, like. Yeah. And with, like the fear when she finds out he's working with Beckett, because she knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, Beckett. she's yeah. And she's like, she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be killing that guy soon, or helping <laughs> kill, watching someone else kill that guy. I mean, she's a murderer too, so it might have been her too involved somehow. Yeah, I mean, they say that she's like his like lieutenant. She's like his top person. Yeah, and you see how badass she is throughout this movie. Yeah, and she like runs the meeting with him, where she like kind of runs through like she's like you know speaking on his behalf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like their whole I like their whole interaction a lot. Yeah, that meeting is really good, though. Yeah, part I'm a big fan of, like just the way that she handles herself. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. And how, you know, the only reason why she gets involved, because she's trying to protect, you know, Solo from getting killed because she knows they're going to kill Han if she doesn't do something. Yeah, because essentially, you know, she comes up with some of the ideas. He goes, yeah, 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 that thing. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah, they're clearly like working together. Yeah, like like it's old times almost. Like like running a scam together. Yeah, I liked it. You know, because she just wants to, you know, she just doesn't want to see, you know, her childhood friend murdered, which is what's about to happen. Yeah. And she's she's the one who has the idea to uh, get the ship from Lando. She knows a guy. Yeah, she knows a <laughs> guy. Yeah. That is all cool. Like, and again, it's very heist movie type thing where we got to put the team together. And I agree with you. I, I kind of wish you would have just had that. And then, mm-hmm. but I mean, they had other plans, what they wanted to do. So right. I get it. Yeah. But yeah. And so I like when they go to meet Lando. And she's like talking about him, and she's clearly <laughs> about to say that he's got a big dick. And Han stops. Yeah, him. she says, and not to mention his prodigious. And he's like, That's enough. I don't even get that. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, a little bit naughty for Star Wars. You know? Yeah, yeah, a bit naughty for Star Wars for sure. Yeah, but I didn't even get that's where they were going. It didn't until you guys yeah. just mentioned it. it. Didn't it? Didn't click to me. That's what they were headed for, which makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other way to do it would have been like. Not to mention it's prodigious. Hey, bank account, you know, something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was better this way. It was because it also makes sense because of how like there's a one comp where Chewie's like says something to Han. He's like, they're just friends because he because Dryden puts his hand on her and yeah, you know, exactly. the whole denial. Like, yeah, no, like, buddy, what do you think? <laughs> like, what do you think's been going on since you left? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been three years. I mean, and also she's she's a woman, so like she didn't leave that place, you know. Yeah, he just he's yeah. kind of stupid. <laughs> so that's all I took it. But yeah, I love when we get the reveal of Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian because he's like he's doing such a good young yeah. Billy D. Williams, and like I think that. that's key. It's not he's not doing Billy; he's doing young Billy D. Williams. I like that. Yeah, I get the sense that Donald Glover has probably been doing because he's a nerd. He's been probably doing Lando Calrissian for many years. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, he's practiced yeah. it. He's, yeah. I mean, I think he's like a very underrated actor, honestly. Like, he's so good in everything he's in. Yeah, that's true. Community, yeah. Atlanta. Uh, I love him in, in uh, Homecoming. Sorry, in Homecoming. On oh, one scene. He's supposed to be, he's, he was supposed to so be more. good. Oh, he's clearly, I mean, he's the prowler. I mean, he's clearly, yeah, like, if you he's, what he's saying. But, I yeah. wonder if they're going to actually ever recognize that and put him in more stuff or not. But. I mean, he's in, you know, he's in, he voices, uh, doesn't he? Doesn't he voice the Prowler in uh, the Spider-Verse movies, too? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he does. Pretty sure he's the voice for this uh, for for that. So I don't even know yeah. we're getting more Spider-Man movies yet with Tom Holland. Spy- not the Spider-Verse is what I was Oh, you mean the, uh, the Tom Holland ones? Yeah, they said we're, we're supposed to get three more, but I, I don't. Think, I think we're probably getting one more. Yeah, I don't think we're. I mean, they're not. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that contract with Sony ain't gonna go. For yeah, it. he is. He's Aaron Davis in the Spider Verse movies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he does a good job. But man, does he play a good Lando? Like everything with yeah. the poker game when, or Sabat game, like where you know Solo comes in, he says it wrong on purpose, so then he says Han's well, name wrong. Yes, and he and I agree because he says Han, which is how Lando always says his name in the original. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which was just a flub on Billy D. Williams' part. Right. That they didn't. I mean, which they did. Leia calls him hand one time, also. So, but it's just it's so good. Like it just and then like there's a, one is. joke with the, the multiple eye aliens. Like, hey, put your eyes on your own cards. All your eyes. Like it was just funny All little crap. Yeah, <laughs> funny little You're stuff like, happening. See, I see yours now too. That's what you get. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. And then the the fact that like Lando beats him because he cheated. Like you don't. I don't think you see it, but it's you know insinuated. Well, you find out. Yeah, yeah, it's where he says, like, you, oh, he he shouldn't have had that card. I, I counted all of them or something, you know. He yeah, there weren't any more green Psylops left. Like, he didn't, right. that card was already played. Yeah, because yeah. Han was carding cards. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Which makes sense. You know, yeah. that, that's how he got around. Yeah. Yeah. So being good at cards, you know, plays in it. And the whole bluffing and everything, all that plays in it. And then and it's you know, a good like, subversion because you know that he wins the Falcon from Lando in a Sabat game. And so when he doesn't win it here, you're like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a good subversion of expectations, I think. Yeah, it is. And then Lando still joins him because, you know, Kira hires them. And this is also right. introduced that droid. I can't remember her name all of a sudden. Oh, Lee. L3. L337. Lee. Yeah. I like her. Oh, I love her. It's Phoebe Waller-Bridge from uh, what, Fleabag. Yeah, and uh, soon to be in Indiana Jones and the Dial of <laughs> Destiny. Oh, that's right. Aren't you yeah. excited for that, Peter? I'll reserve my thoughts till I actually see the movie. I yeah, me too. I, I saw a review once from IGN. I was like, oh, it's already out. And it's like still out a month later. I'm like, this is weird. I think, you know, but she's really good in the TV series Fleabag. And she's mm-hmm. been in some other things. I can't. Oh, she wrote she wrote the latest James Bond movie, among other things. So she's part of oh, that's cool. Co- I co-wrote that. it. Yeah. yeah, you can I, definitely I, tell if you watch that movie, No Time to Die Again, you'll see like, oh, that's a Phoebe Waller-Bridge line. Like there's some lines that are very clearly her lines. Anyway, that's cool. That's cool, though. She's been getting more acclaim. So. I know now this character was divisive to some segment of society who were who were sad about a woke droid being. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fuck them. <laughs> right, I loved her. She was one of my favorite things in this movie. Yeah, it makes sense. It fits the whole thing where she wants to kind of free droids and then you want to free prisoners later on. Like it just fits it. Yeah. I wouldn't. Cons- but yeah, no, it would it would definitely fall into that because woke is the word you use when you don't like something in a certain. Yeah, I, I also I really like that she. She clearly either she and Lando are fucking or she wants them to be. And I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you're not the only person fucking a droid in this world. So, hey, I mean, it's OK. Well, no, <laughs> they don't. They say like, how, oh, Kira asks, how does that work? And then, you know, L3 says, oh, it works. Yeah, it would work or something like that. There's a comment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's clear <laughs> that they're in at the very least. Yeah. She thinks they're in a relationship. And I right. think Lando's like, yeah. <laughs> He seems like a little embarrassed about it, like right. <laughs> but he's there too. He is, you know, he's he has had many. He could have many simultaneous relationships. So he's Lando Calrissian. Yeah. So I well, yeah, exactly. But but I do I do appreciate like that's a funny it's a funny thing to have you know a, a droid who's self aware enough that she's just a slave to the humanoids human right people. It, it, and it's necessary because that's the thing Star Wars makes yeah. droids as self-aware as the plot requires or as the joke right. requires. Exactly. It always has, you know? And to have one self-aware enough to actually call that out is is great. Yeah. 
And I like, I was just, just one more thing with her and Linda when she gets on the Falcon and she gets into the pilot, the co pilot seat, and she goes, Oh, my gears are sticking. I'm going to need you to do that thing again later. And he goes, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That made me laugh. And then, like, when they're going to the, to the ship and, and, he's, and she's like, Do it because you're my human, you know, master. He's like, No, because I'm your captain. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it was just so good. And, like, I couldn't get over how good Donald Glover is in this. Like, yeah. Just everything. He, he, he steals he's, he's the scenes. Yeah. It just makes me so sad because you know we would have had we would have had him in another movie of some sort. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved a standalone movie. It could be two hours of just that, and that's all we get, and that's fine. That I mean, would be if great. this movie yeah. wouldn't have bombed, I guarantee you that we could we were supposed to get, you know, more stories like this. Right, yeah. It would have been nice to have a Lando story. Yeah. There's a comic, does that count? But you don't I, get I want, a Don, I want a Donald Glover Lando specifically. Otherwise right. I don't really care, actually. Right. No, I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't really care about, like, I didn't really care to see a solo story either, you know? Right. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like fine that it exists, but it's like, I, I want to see Donald Glover in this role just because he's so good in it. Yeah. Now, it's really, because again, they were all signed, all three of them were signed up for three movies. Yeah. Him, you know, the guy Arlen and Amelia Clark, and like, we would have, yeah. they wanted to do a trilogy of these had it worked out. Yeah. It's what could have been if not yeah. for this movie. <laughs> yeah. But on the other, on the other hand, Disney hasn't been great at trilogies lately no. or ever, so I don't know. Yeah, you know, we sure the possibilities are mighty greater than the results, but still, it's nice yeah. to think about this. It is. What yeah. what I like to look at the Falcon, by the way. The, the, the Falcon oh, looks really yeah. nice. It, it looks is. really nice and shiny, and it has that little, I guess it's an escape pod or something at the front, but it looks kind of cool with that all. Yeah, he called it an escape pod, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I I like that the ship is new looking because it makes sense because yeah. this is before everything happens to that ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, before and the Lando, one day and, where it yeah where it got wrecked, but Lando gets upset with Han in Empire about how he's treated it. Yeah, and how banged up it is. And we know this is Lando's like pride and joy new ship, so it makes right. sense that Lando would have kept it looking real fresh and clean. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Inside and out. And so, yeah, it's much more beaten up later. I just, I don't think we needed to see it get beaten up. I think we could just assume that Han would get it beaten up because that's how Han is. Yeah, exactly. At least we saw. And then this Mm -hmm. is when they then head to the mine mine to steal the coaxium, which is the whole, like, heist part of the movie now. Yeah, Kessel, which, yeah. It's cool. Like, everything leading up to that. We've seen it, depending on what books and video games and stuff you've played and read, but. I think cool. I like the the maw design is really cool. Like the the you know mm-hmm. how they get there, it's really kind of yeah. unique unique Star Wars location. Yeah, I'm okay that they finally explain what the Kessel Run was and how he did it in 13 parsec or 12, yeah. whatever. I'm okay with that. That doesn't bother me because it's such an yeah. ongoing joke and it works for this movie because it's coming up shortly. I guess it. I, mean, oh, I yeah. find this. Oh, and the mine has one of my favorite jokes. This entire movie, they're my favorite little Easter eggs. When she, when Kier, when they go, they go to the place. They see the Pikes, Solo and Chewie are taken over as slaves to be to be castrated, essentially. And like when they have that small scene where she takes out the Pike, and then someone asks, "Like how'd you do it?" He's like, "She's like, I know Terra Kasai, or however that, whatever that Terra Kasai, yeah, Terra Kasai. yeah, yeah." Again, from they the, reference the, that the PS1 video, game, that, the video game, the Masters of Terra Kasai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how you say Terracotta. And I love the fact they did that. I'm like, that is cool because it's only for a certain set of people that are going to get excited for it, like me. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I just, for no one corrects me, I know it's also in the comics and the EU and stuff too. I was just saying the video game is my, uh, is my think, touch point. Yeah, but the video game's off what most people would know. I mean, like, you, yeah. Yeah. This is in the title. Yeah. 
Masters of Terror. Yeah, I remember that very well. I was I remember it being like a Star Wars fighting game. What am I, you know? I thought I want to I'm gonna fly around a spaceship. I heard the game was terrible too, so it, it's it's mediocre, yeah. <laughs> it's not great. It's fine. Like emulate it, play it, check it out. Yeah. At some it's point. Like PS2 game, I think. That's PS1. A PS1. Oh, yeah. I just remember it because when I went to Funkoland a long time ago, it was at it was at the Funkoland playable and I played it once for like five oh, minutes. Oh man. So, That's a name I haven't thought about for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another. It was also by Southgate Mall for those in Milwaukee. That's where it was. The Funko Land or Southgate Mall. Someone might get that reference out there besides Peter. <laughs> so, sure, surely there is. Yeah. Yeah. We have Wisconsin listeners. So. But that's what I was thinking of when I when, when they said that, too. That's what my <laughs> reference. Anytime I get that game, I think of that, that, that of Funko Land. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Kira's just awesome. And I like this. Is, I think this is the first time we get Pikes in live action, too, because this is before Book of Boba Fett, and Pikes yeah. were introduced, I think, originally in Clone Wars. I think that's right. Yeah. I they only were anywhere else. And so I, I like that. I mean, you get you get the cool, you get some more alien races, and you get some cool stuff. I mean, I it's kind of stupid where she punches him, and I thought she would give him a weapon or something, but she just gives him the dice. Yeah. I'm like, I guess she kept it all this time, and but I'm like, okay, fine. Like, it, I didn't remember the dice were even in A New Hope. So to me, it just felt like this little good luck charm that, you know, they just give him because, you know, the show that she she thought about him for three years. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a, I completely, I know it's in the other movies, but I completely, like, I, I can't even remember it being in either of the movies of Force Awakens it's, or A New Hope or any of that. I don't remember it. It's in New Hope very briefly. You see Chewie bump into it. And then... And then it became a thing, and the only reason, it, and it became a you know a big deal, a, an Easter egg that they had to point out every time. And now it's in the sequels. So it doesn't yeah. need to be in the sequels. It's just you know, it's just a funny reference to you know what truckers did and whatever. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's all it is. No, because the Flying Falcon is a space truck. Right. So what did you guys think of Beckett wearing the costume that Lando wears? You know, in Return yeah. of the Jedi. That was completely fine. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Yeah, it didn't bug me either. I feel like. So the Kessel scene is where, for me, the movie starts to shift a little bit to I don't like it as much. And I don't know what it was. I think the Kessel scene is fine. It just it seems a little cheap to me. You know, I know all the droids and stuff, but I don't I don't know. I didn't like the design of Kessel too much. I yeah, it, it felt a little underwhelming. And this is to me where the movie starts to get underwhelming. So it didn't bother me. It was just a, it was uh, it was too long. Yeah. Like they were on Kessel for way like way too long. But I liked it. I like the. um you know, Chewbacca sees the other Wookiees and he wants to go set them yeah. free. And so he and Han part ways, but you know they're not going to stay parted. And I like, you know, L337's yeah. whole, like, leading an uprising and all that. The firefight getting back to the Millennium Falcon is just, like, drawn out and takes yeah. too long. That's, that's where it does it for me. And, and it makes you... Yeah, oh, go ahead. And they're just, they're just parked there and no one's... Why isn't everybody just shooting at the ship? Why isn't, like... 50 people shooting at the ship and doing it. They're just kind of shooting haphazardly. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. It's it's a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like they they come up to the loading ramp. They come up to the ramp of the Millennium Falcon yeah. with a, you know, a sled full of those canisters. And then rather than just push the sled up the ramp, they start taking the canisters off one at a time very slowly. Yeah. And there's no reason for that other than we need to make this drag out. So we're going to have them take them one at a time. There's no reason. It doesn't make any sense. The sled would fit up the ramp. You can see they're the right size for it. It just, they don't. Or like, you know, Kira decides at the very end, oh, wait, I've got grenades. I'll throw grenades and that'll solve everything. It's like, well, you could have thrown those a long time ago. It's just stuff like that. It's just, it's not, it's not well done, but it's fine. And then 
a while. I, I do agree with that. I do. I think the whole the next scene where they try to escape, there's just too many things. Like, why is there a Star Destroyer in this place? I don't think the Star Destroyer is necessary. Just like, oh, what if we, wouldn't it be cool if a Star Destroyer came out of the clouds? Because because you have yeah. that danger, and then you have the danger of the space monster, which I felt like was good, but it should have been just the space monster in the black hole or whatever. I think it was so that we could have the chase with the TIE fighters. Yeah, but you don't. I don't. The cool space scene. We you don't, don't need space. it. I, I agree with Peter. I mean, it is cool, but I, I get where you're going with it. That's something. It's just something I would have cut personally. I would have been like, I, I would have cut the space monster probably actually instead. But, okay. But I, I see what you're saying. Like, because it, I don't know, the giant space monster is a little. I don't know. I, I really like that part. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Like, I if I was going to cut something, that's what I would have cut. I would have kept. Then the how else would you know what happened to the escape pod? <laughs> Well, they they could have he could have <laughs> jettisoned the escape pod for you know similar reason like jettisoned the escape pod so they've you know got less mass to get out of the out of the uh, maw or something I don't know maybe I just like the black hole idea like I like them getting sucked in there I do like yeah that's that's cool and even and though like you know oh, I, I, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be focused on science but I'm like you know in real life if they're close to a black hole they're going to be pressed against the bulkhead of the ship or whatever but well, they would just implode well, they've, they've, they've got you know, they shields. They've got yeah. inertial dampers, right? Right. Star Trek. That's right. <laughs> if they're in Star Trek, we'd say they have inertial dampers. <laughs> With That's Star right. Wars, you you can't. Like, I I get where you are coming from, Peter. I try. I do this too, especially when I watch way too much Star Trek. Yeah. Right. But like you can't. With Star Wars, is so divorced from like science. Where Star Trek, I, I know, I know. Yeah. Star Trek feels real. Like it could be real. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I, know what you're, I know what you're saying. Yes. Still, I agree. like it's more like it's more realistic in the way that. If we ever get there, I think we'll be. I think we'll be close to Star Trek. And, and It'll never happen. One of the this this scene with the mall. Another thing I I liked about it is um. So it made it. This was another big EU reference. A bunch of EU references at once that I got because the very first Star Wars novel I ever read when I was like eleven or twelve years old was Jedi Search, book one of the Jedi Academy trilogy by Timothy yeah. Zahn. And what happens in that book? Han Solo and Chewbacca go to Kessel on the Millennium Falcon, they have to go past, they have to, and to get away, they go through the Maw. And the Maw yeah. is where Admiral Dela is overseeing the facility building the Sun Crusher. So right. there's a secret Imperial base inside the Maw, which is a big gas cloud near Kessel. Yeah. So it's like, they very clearly were pulling from that to put Kessel and the Maw next to, the only reason you'd have the Maw next to Kessel in the first place is that that was established in Jedi Search. Right, yeah. I like, so, that. I like that. I like that a lot, too. Because I, I read the book, too. I read... Yeah. yeah. The trilogy, yeah. That, was, that was my... I love... Uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy is still really my, fav- my favorite of the EU stuff that I read. Probably just because it was my first, but... <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know that, but that you that you I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, was, I, I, that was the one where I'm in the... the most, I didn't catch almost any of the EU references about a breakdown, but when I was in the theater, I was like... The mall next to Kessel. That's perfect. Right. You know? Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like when they make references to the EU, especially now since the EU doesn't count anymore. Yeah. And that's my thing is making yeah. subtle references that like, you know, 1% of the people get. I like it's the, <laughs> oh, you know, solo or, oh, these guys that you've seen over and over again that we just saw in a movie four months ago. I mean, that's, like, <laughs> that's what I don't like. Your name yeah. is Chewbacca. I'm going to call you Chewy. Yeah, I know. Okay, that, that could have been done without, yeah. We're going to have to shorten that. I'm just going to call you Chewy. <laughs> uh, that did bother <laughs> me. I was bothered by that. Yeah, I was too. Because the thing is, is, you know what? 
you know why he calls Chewbacca Chewy? Because Chewie's a nickname for Chewbacca. Right. That's it. We don't need it explained. No, Everybody I know he didn't. In the first movie, why he calls him Chewy? Because it's short for Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's definitely one of those things where they could have skipped it and it would have been fine. Yeah, like you didn't, yeah, you could have yeah. cut that out too. But then they they go to the the refinery planet. Yeah, it's like a, a beach, refi- the refinery on the a small refinery on the beach. Yeah, I like how they barely make it in time too. I thought that was cool. Like the stuff yeah. is like ready to explode, <laughs> and you can mm-hmm. see the yeah. canisters are all corroded and they're melting. Yeah, but they got it, and they're doing that. I like, and I like the some of the stuff on that planet when the what what's what's her name again? Infus Nest Infus shows Nest. up. Oh yeah, and they go to step out there. Woody Harrels Becca goes up to step out there, and Han steps up beside him, and he reaches down and flicks off the little thing on his holster, which is just like. The perfect oh, yeah. like Western gunslinger, you know, kind of shot. Yeah, and is also the opening like that same camera angle and shot is in the deleted scene from A New Hope that they put back in the extended editions when he walks into the the hangar bay and sees Jabba oh. the Hutt hanging out oh. next to the Millennium Falcon. I didn't catch that. I didn't. I didn't catch it either. But oh. <laughs> I, I, caught that, I caught that we were referencing everything. Uh, we did. What is, what is the movie they're referencing? It's the Clint Eastwood. It's um, Good, Bad, the Ugly, I think. Yeah. Right. The one where he has the the metal plate under his serape. That it's it's one of those spaghetti westerns. It's one of those spaghetti. But anyway, that it's like definitely exact shot of him standing there and yeah. it, like the camera looking, you know, between his hand and his holster as he flicks the little thing. That's like that's what I caught. I didn't catch that. That's also in A New Hope in a deleted scene of A New Hope. <laughs> though, okay. not deleted, though, for most people today, I think that's the version of New Hope they'll probably know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's how I know it now, too. <laughs> so that's the I canonical will, scene that happens. Yeah, I wish yeah. I could watch the original, though, but that, that's a whole nother story. So, yeah. And that's not happening anytime soon in our lifetime. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I brought back upset feelings just now. <laughs> oh, boy. But then if this takes off the mask and it's a girl, it's a whoa, what? Yeah. A lady but, pirate? A young lady pirate. She looks young like she's lady. like 16. Right. I don't care for this actress. Erin Kellyman. Eh, she's just, fine. She's fine in this. I just she's in she's also she's in Willow, which was never getting our season. Uh, it was oh, okay. She's in the Willow TV series. Willow's like, been erased, like, man. That's not even on Disney anymore. Yeah, they can't even they, watch it. They erased it from existence. It was so bad. You can you can watch. I mean, that's again. This is I the only reason why so. I'm like, hmm. No, I understand can't. why people sail sometimes. Like, hey, I, I hate to break you, but I think they got rid of it. They just took yeah. it off the website. Yeah, it's off Disney Plus. Yes, doesn't mean it doesn't. It's also well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I guess there's someone who wanted to preserve it. You can somewhere. watch it somewhere. Yes, you just can't watch it officially. Anyway, no, I, she's, I was she's also in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, so that's where I really like. I did not some like Disney stuff. Oh, I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I need to rewatch it. I watched it when it first came out week to week, and I remember I did not like it, but I need to rewatch it. I mean, it's not great. It's fine. I assume my opinion will change when I finally get around to it again for the show. But, but no, I didn't. I didn't have any feelings one way or the other about her as an actress in this. I like. I like the fact that Enfy's Nest turns out not to be just you know marauders and that they're people yeah. who are displaced. Except it's also cool that it's not the Empire they're at war with. They they want to take out the crime syndicate. Yeah, I like that because again, I feel like we've got a whole trilogy of what they were going for of the, of you of them fighting the crime syndicate. Yeah. Which we did I, not. Or syndicates. Yeah. 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 I, like I get it. what. You, so I get what you're saying. I just, in terms of how long this movie is, I don't think like at the last 30 minutes we needed to introduce a new people that needed saving. No, we did. That's didn't. what bothered right. me. 
Yeah, I was like, oh boy, another plot point. It's like, we're trying to wrap up this movie. We don't need to save this planet of people. Exactly. So (laughs) I don't, I don't hate it, but it's just, it's just prolonging the end of the movie. And I, I didn't need that to happen. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Cause you could have had a showdown with the pirates and just have Woody Harrelson have the duel that they have, you know, you didn't need to have this whole thing where they defeat the Crimson Dawn men or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, it's completely necessary. And I <laughs> I do agree with you there. Yeah. Okay. As long as that's clear. Yeah. No, I mean, it was it wasn't necessary. I mean, I didn't mind it. Right. But it's a completely unnecessary part that's just there for whatever reason it's there. And it's not hinted at at any point earlier in the movie. You just kind of think the pirates are bad pirates. Yeah. Yeah. There's no build up to it. They just decided no. we're going to do this. What yeah. do you think, guys? And, you know, yeah. I do I do love, you know, when they get Dryden's bot, yacht, yacht comes back. I like that yacht. It's just like a vertical thing. You know? yeah, it's a very it's like intriguing a, yeah. design. I like the idea of it because I, I didn't realize it was a yacht when you saw it the first time. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's just his, it's his hideout, but it's like hideout is mobile. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Presumably the, the, were there still, was there still a party going on, you wonder? Like, <laughs> We there's always this. a party going on, probably. Yeah, I would say it's, it's like Java's. It's like Java's palace. There's always a party. Yeah, I can imagine. So, so it's just like we just don't see it this time because that'd be kind of funny if they're like hanging out in there and then like meanwhile the the owner is killed in the back room. <laughs> the hors d'oeuvres <laughs> card comes through or something. Or they're out of ice, you know, the usual. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I like some of the stuff. Like I like the fact that you know this is where you see Solo kind of change and even yeah. where Amelia Clark Kira's character makes that comment. Where she's like, he's gonna help you guys out. Like, I like that. I like that. Beck is like, I'm, I'm just gonna leave. Just tell him I'm dead. Yeah. Right. But Han like tells him his plan first. Thank you again, Han. I mean, the idea is that Han didn't trust him. That Han was. I know. I love up. it. I, I love that. That Han like it was actually smarter. He like he realized oh, Beckett's gonna double cross us. Well, mm-hmm. We'll use him, or possibly that was Kira's plan actually. But because she yeah, and Han like. on it together, the two of them were on it together. But I liked it. A lot. I thought it was a good double double cross. Yeah, I like like any good heist movie. Who one yes. of the Marauders was? One Did of the again. Marauders. No, Warwick Davis. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, yeah, Warwick. yeah. Warwick Davis is there. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. He has one line in this movie too. <laughs> Apparently, he's yeah. playing the same character from. He was in Phantom Menace in the Pod Race stands. Apparently, it's supposed to be the same character from what I read. Oh, uh, Weasel. Yeah. Okay. There's, I just I like mean, the there's no context in the movie that you would think that, but no. it's fairly yeah. Because I mean, yeah, he's in that movie, but he just ran. You know that that's a perfectly fine callback to have Warwick right. Davis. What would have been over the top is if he was an Ewok. So. <laughs> yes, similar like Anthony Daniels is in this, and you know, but he's not C three PO. Like that's fine. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Oh, who was he in this movie? Oh, I don't recall. He's a random like Imperial officer, I think. Oh, okay. That's cool. They got him just to do a, a random bit part. Yeah, he was a very brief, very briefly seen. I don't remember exactly where. Oh. He had played Tack. <laughs> okay. Everyone remembers Tack. Yeah, you remember Tack? <laughs> Is that the guy that you're, you're going to be solo? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I don't think he was a peril officer, actually. I don't remember what his deal was. Okay, that's um, fine. But, like, everything when they when they do bring the the coaxium. Yeah to Ross. He's like, I would believe this is the real thing. It's so convincing because it is the real thing. Right. Yeah, I like that. I'm not sure what their idea was if Beckett wouldn't have cheated them because then they would have just been like, well, I guess we just go now. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, and then they leave (laughs) and they get away with the coaxium. Yeah. Because the real coaxium was right there. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) 
It wouldn't have worked. So my guess Maybe their is plan that was to kill him. He knew he knew that Woody Harrelson would betray him, so he knew that at some point they could get the real coaxium back. So at some point, you just gotta go with the plan, I guess, in these types of movies, and just say, okay, they knew their plan was gonna. Knew, they knew fair. the double cross I mean, was gonna happen. Beckett couldn't really walk away, even if he said he's dead. They probably wouldn't right. have completely believed it either. Yeah. And when they found out the coaxium was fake, they would go looking for Beckett and all of them because they would all be. I mean, him solo would be wanted. Yeah. And eventually, you're gonna figure out it's not. If he if he did fake it, eventually they're gonna figure out it's fake. Sooner or later, you're going to try to use it and go, uh, you blew up our car, you blew up our car, buddy. Uh, the, the fuel you told us was uh, had too much water in it. And, you know, something's going to happen. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you'd yeah. realize like, fucker. So, OK, it was, it's just cool. Like, I, I love the fact when Becky comes in and, and like the whole scene where, you know, where he shoots the two guys. He's like, I want to be the only one holding a blaster. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking. I, was just a, a I think. Part. Always a good scene in movies where people are cowering behind desks and talking to each other and showing like. I have a proposition for you. Why don't you join me? I always, I was always sucker for that. You know, a yeah. good standoff. Yeah, I like a good standoff. Yeah. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed that. You know, he wants Kira to kill Solo to prove that you know she's still she's loyal, loyal to him. Yeah, and she sells it pretty well. Like she, yeah, you know, I liked it. Her little betrayal of him and everything. Yeah, you know, and she's like, I was taught to use. You know every you know my opponent's weakness, and and I'm yours. And she just stabs him through the heart with his own weapon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so awesome. Always good to see a good stabbing in Star Wars. Yeah. Not with a lightsaber. I mean, almost, the, almost no lightsabers almost. in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> we almost got away with it. Yeah, I, I yeah. could have done with. Except I love the fucking scene that's coming up. I thought that would have made more sense as a post credits, but yeah, yeah. I agree, but I guess they really wanted to make sure you knew what was coming in the sequel movie. Yeah, but but before that, Han and Beckett have their little like goodbye, and yeah. I, I like and Han shoots first. I love it. <laughs> right, great scene. Establishing, really was. establishing definitively yeah. for the canon that Han shoots first. Right, exactly. Yeah, it it made sense in this, especially in this case, to shoot first because he knew exactly what was going to happen. Like, right. yeah. He was going to talk shit and he was just going to shoot him. Like, there was no way you were coming out of where he, like, one of them had to die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He imparted the valuable lesson onto Solo. Shoot first. <laughs> well, when you're a criminal and you're dealing with other criminals, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure yeah, murder is no, not I, a problem. That's a, I, I like that callback. I mean, yeah. That callback was good. It's fun. Show that he shoots first. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Stuff. Sorry, George Lucas. Yeah. You don't control Star Wars anymore, George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because didn't he change it, right, where then Solo doesn't shoot first? He changed it yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Multiple. I mean, the, the definitive version that is like that you can watch right now on Disney Plus, Greedo shoots first. After saying so, McClunky. Yeah. McClunky. <laughs> then he gets, and then he, they shoot. Yeah. But in the original cut, he was he shoots first, right? Right, yeah. On okay. shoots first. Greedo doesn't shoot at all. Greedo just Greedo, Greedo doesn't get a chance to shoot because yeah. that would be dumb. That would make Han Solo just look incredibly lucky. Yeah, but doesn't he have the luck side of the force, right? Remember, Carrie? <laughs> yeah, we he doesn't yeah. believe in the force. <laughs> it's not the luck side of the force. It's a it's luck. It's a whole other. Um, I know. It's a whole other separate magic system. Whatever you bitched about in one of our episodes that we recorded, yeah. <laughs> so I had it's, to bring it up. It's, it's, that's from the EU. It doesn't count anyway. <laughs> Also, this movie takes place. They didn't really have like an exact time frame. They said it was like ten to twelve years before a New Hope, mm-hmm. which works. Yeah. Oh, but to, to talk about the last thing, so after he shoots Beckett, then he sees the yacht leave, and then when you see Kira, she's telling you know she this mystery person they all work for. 
you find out is Darth Maul. And one yes. thing about this is Darth Maul's story had already been wrapped up by the time in, in Rebels. It happens. It's a really fucking good episode. But the whole idea of him taking over uh, the, the the syndicates actually hadn't aired yet. That airs in the last season of Clone Wars, which comes out in 2020. Oh, really? Uh. That's when they finally show it happening. So I got also really excited. I'm like, wait a second. This is not, this wasn't around yet. I mean, I think there's, I don't know if they even mentioned it in Rebels about him running the crime syndicates. They might, but I don't remember. But the episode that he takes over the crime syndicates where it shows that happen is all in the last season of Clone Wars. Which so is really he's in charge of, so he's not just in charge of the Crimson Dawn, then he's in charge of like all the different syndicates. He unites them all because he threatens to kill them all, essentially. So he's like the dawn of all the syndicates. And then each syndicate has their own structure. So you got like the Hut syndicate and the Crimson Dawn. He's and- not working with the Huts. It's the Pikes, the Crimson Dawn, and there's some couple other ones he takes over too, but it's not uh, the Huts. What are, what's the one from uh, Shadow of the Empire? Black Sun. Black Sun, yeah. I think Black Sun might be referenced. I, it's been a while since I pronounced one, three years. <laughs> okay. But I do know that like they have a whole thing lead up in that. And, like, I was curious where this falls in, in the canon, which also makes sense because they probably would have had more to do with it had we gotten more film. Yeah, that makes sense. And so they wrapped it up in Clone Wars instead, which I don't think at that. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah but then it's, it's also like, but what if people don't recognize iconic character Darth Maul? What could we do <laughs> to make sure everyone knows this is Darth Maul? I know. He has a signature double lightsaber that Except he flicks turn on. Turn it on. Turn it on reason. for emphasis. Just to show it's like, remember, I could kill you with a lightsaber. And yeah. takes off his hood, too. Yeah, so because taking off the hood is fine. He also stands up so you can see his robot legs so that no one can bitch about me. Barely see his robot legs. I don't know. I, I thought they were I, I saw him really clearly watching it today. I was like, that's yeah, there's his robot legs. You can see it, but I I, I feel like if you didn't know, you wouldn't you might yeah, not notice it. That's true. If if not, I guess I guess it's one of those things. Yeah, but he does stand up just I, I feel like to be clear. Yeah, that probably was. But that felt like it should be a post credit scene. It the did, whole thing yeah. with him should be a post-credit scene. Very gratuitous, in my opinion. I know that Darth Maul surviving was, you know, canon and everything. I know it was established, but I'm like, come. When I saw it in the theater, I was like, oh, come on. Do we need I, to know this? Yeah, and I, I honestly would have preferred if he had stayed dead after Phantom Menace. Honestly, right. like I don't. It just, I don't know. I am. I disagree because I love where they go with him in in the stories. But I do get where you're coming from. But I, I love the it's, stuff that happens to him in Clone Wars and Rebels and all the extra stuff that he's involved in. So yeah, it's also a very it's also a very Marvel thing to do to like here's a yeah, villain yes. that's we're setting up for the future and not a you know Marvel would be a post credit scene, but yeah. it's the most Marvel thing in any of these Star Wars movies, and I don't like it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, the Oriole never Marvel. happen again. I know, and it's funny. Oh, now, I don't know. I mean, I assume he'll show up in flashbacks in Ahsoka. Maybe. He does have stuff to do with Ahsoka in Clone Wars and her in her final conflict in the end of Clone Wars. He fight Yeah. That's what I said. Uh, I think we're gonna see him in, I think we're gonna see Ray Park in Ahsoka. Maybe a little bit, but I I mean it'll have to be flashbacks, but Yeah, because he he's dead in Rebels. I won't say what happens to him in Rebels how but he he's they they do they wrap up his story perfectly. They put a bow on it. They, they end it perfect in season 3 of Rebels. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, I will not spoil that for anybody who hasn't seen it. I mean, it doesn't hurt when you know he's dead cuz he had to be dead. Like they couldn't 
they couldn't keep him around by the time you know episode four and five come along. So I will say IMDb does not show him in the cast of Ahsoka. Okay, good. So. I hope they don't do that because I think Ahsoka is going to have enough freaking Sith and Sith in it and stuff. So yeah. we don't need. Plus, just put the way put the character you he's been done. Put him away. I don't need. We don't need to see him again in anything post. You know, Return of the Jedi, even in flashback. Like we don't need to see him again. Except if you want to make a solo sequel, I'll take him back then. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> and right, be, it's right before they when Beckett leaves. When Beckett tells him, like, "Hey, you know, I'm going to a planet Tatooine. There's a there's some gangster putting together a team." Yeah, I like that a lot. Again, there's your sequel. There's your sequel movie, your sequel heist movie, where he goes to Tatooine. They're putting together a team. Maybe he works with Boba Fett. Like it could have been so awesome. Yeah, and not like they don't like Tamora Morrison. So you know, it probably would have been Boba Fett in that movie. <laughs> they love casting yeah. him and everything from you know so. Yeah, he's in Ahsoka. <laughs> oh, he is? Well, oh, he is, as Rex. Yeah, as Rex, yeah. That's fine. Because <laughs> they ain't going to get a book of Boba Fett season two, most likely. So, hey, man, so get him work somewhere, huh? Yeah, gotta always <sighs> keep him keep him employed. And that's about how the movie ends. He gives the Quaxium to Enfys Nest, and then he goes off. Oh, oh, oh yeah, then you have the last oh, scene. He I gets, forgot. Yeah. He does win the Millennium Falcon back. Fair and square. Yeah, he, pick. I guess, pickpockets the card from Lando. But when that... I, when, yeah. I know it's, it's an cool. I know it's an Easter egg, but that whole thing where he goes and sees Lando, he does the same thing to Lando yeah. that, that Lando does to him in Empire Strikes Back. I don't care that it's the reference to that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's it's oh, well, what okay. Is it, but what is the Empire Strikes Back reference? Um, where he's like, he, I could kill you. Where he's he like pretending him. to be mad. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that didn't bother. That was fine. I mean, I liked that. I liked that how he I liked that he used that to pickpocket the card off of him. I thought that was good. Yeah. That was cool. yeah. It's so I mean, cool. It's heavily. I feel like this movie's heavily implying that it's the last time they see each other, just because it, like in Empire, he's what have you done to my ship and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's heavily like, some guy I knew from see each other. Yeah, yeah. But even if like you would have had more movies, like we were supposed to, it still could work as long as they were close enough yeah. together. You I put guess. you know six years between it, like it still would work. I, yeah, I got maybe. the sense. I always got the sense that they had like several years of history together and you know it still could have been like you said but i think they were supposed to i think like that was the idea that they were going for is that there was going to be a trilogy of heist movies and where they interacted with each other yeah but then in, had that bit case, of in that case throw that movie th- throw that scene at the end of the third movie <laughs> and i think that's the thing it almost feels like they weren't confident that they were going to get a sequel so yeah. they had to put everything everything we ever wanted to know about han solo plus a bunch of other stuff in this movie which is why it's over two hours long yeah, I think that hits it on the head right there. Yeah, they yeah they probably didn't expect to make another movie. Yeah, I mean, they I, probably I just, wanted to, but they hedged their bets too much. I, yeah, because this, <laughs> this movie did not do good. Yeah. There was, I just remember so much drama before this movie came out. So many was, people were like, oh, this movie's going to be terrible. Well, I mean, I, I really feel like a lot of it was fueled by the drama around Last Jedi. Last Jedi is one of those movies where I'm like, I want to say that I like it just because I don't want to be lumped in with the people that hated it so virulently. But I don't. <laughs> I do remember when the trailer came out for Solo, A Star Wars Story, that the internet was very negative about it. Like, this looked dumb or whatever. It was kind about of, the yeah. casting of, all, of Alden Aaron. Like, yeah. I think big exactly. time. It just didn't look the way people pictured a young Han Solo looking. Exactly. I, guess. I mean, I thought he was fine in the role. He does fine. Yeah, I thought he did completely fine. But it's yeah. just it's hard to replace Harrison Ford for people in anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean exactly I mean we're making we're making freaking, you know, Dial of Destiny 
Indiana Jones five with like Harrison Ford, like in his like late seventies. Oh, he's 80 now. Oh, 80. Yeah. He's 80. Right. And so it's like, yeah. we're just going to de-age him and then put a time travel plot in there to explain. And it's like, it's, it's, I mean, I have an Indiana Jones tattoo, so you know, I want this movie to be good, but. We already had, we had River Phoenix play young Indiana Jones and we had whoever played yeah. in the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. So we already have this. God, I know the guy's name. He also plays Moondock Saints. And, I'm, and my wife met him and had had him sign a poster and he failed. Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Because when she met him, he was high. And she had a poster of Boondock Saints and he signed the wrong Boondock and then gave her a story. Oh, yeah. Me and Norman do this all the time. We always sign. You do it on eBay. You'll see it. She went on eBay. And nope. That's not what they do. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I will say that's a pro move on his part. He did. It was. It, it's <laughs> hilarious. And someday if Norma Reedus ever comes to a convention near us, she's going to meet him, have him sign it and tell him the story and see what he says. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, I, 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 I love the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. It's on uh, Disney Plus now, too. That's right. That's but but yeah, I, my, my point is like they people just don't want. I don't know the, the recasting like no one's ever going to be happy when you recast a, an iconic character. And I don't yeah. know if there's a more iconic character in film to me than Han Solo. Indiana He's Jones. definitely up there. I mean, yeah, like a more Indiana iconic Jones Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones is my hero growing up. So, I mean, but it's just the thing that makes me most upset about this movie is that because this movie didn't make money, we now get Mark Hamill where they much as I love Mark Hamill. It's like, you could just recast somebody as Luke Skywalker and do, you know, other stuff that happens after Return of the Jedi. Like, it's fine. Or, hear me out, just don't have Luke Skywalker in your fucking story. <laughs> don't. Just don't. Man, just for that last season. He didn't that, need to be in the freaking Mandalorian. That is one of my he best scenes I've ever seen in my life. My jaw dropped on that, so I yeah, disagree. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but it was fan service. It was one of those where in the moment I loved it, and then every time I think about it again, I'm like, but this was unnecessary. It didn't, it, could have, it didn't have to be Luke. It could have been Ahsoka. I'd rather have Luke. Yeah, I guess. I don't but know. Just, <laughs> Maybe I do. That's me that I'm up to my won't recast, doesn't want to recast now because of this movie. And it and again, like it also obsessed me. We never the Star Wars, you know, the whole like Star Wars story thing. It just was dead in the water after this movie. Yeah. And see, and I love Rogue One. And it's like the Rogue One is very flawed, too. But I, I love it anyway. But yeah. We could have maybe had some more. But I don't know. We're getting some sort more Star Wars stories. I mean, James Mangold is directing a Star Wars like Origin of the Jedi movie. So I think they're finally getting over what happened in 2018. Yeah, and well, are they, they rightfully decided we need to like put a pause on having like two, a Star Wars movie every like 12 months and let yeah, people. That is a good. You know, yeah. You, you can do it every scarcity. 12 months. You just, you, you can't release it. Well, I don't four think months you should. After. That's my whole thing is you shouldn't make movies a commodity like that. You should make it art. George Lucas had a story to tell. Let him tell a story. There you go. Now you got a story to tell. Tell your story. Instead of making it like, well, we got to put this up. We got to have a but thing. Karen, you're forgetting the most important part. Money. Money. <sighs> That's what it was. <laughs> you know, I mean, it all comes down to, obviously, yeah, their exactly. business. So they have to. Yeah, I do think exactly. scarcity is important because if you had a, you know, you're going to get tired of Star Wars. No matter how much you love it, you're going to get tired of it. So if you bring it scarce, people are going to be so excited for the next one if you have it in 2028 or whatever. It, whatever yeah, it. you need to put like 
two years between each Star Wars property, each Star Wars thing. I think that's enough time. Like, put a couple, like, two, three years between each, you know, bring out movies every couple of years and keep it going. Like, I think that's perfect. I mean, do a Star Wars, do a Marvel, do a Star Wars, do a Marvel, do it that way. Well, then you could have, like, year. if they did that, you just, you'd get three Star Wars movies a year. No, no. <laughs> I mean, do one a year. <laughs> that I got kind of burned out on Marvel right now, but I still love them, but I'm a little burned out. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. yeah, I still haven't seen Wakanda Forever, and I started watching Ant Man Quantumania with my son, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is." You know, I haven't seen Quantumania. Game, it's on Disney Plus. I need it's, to watch it. It's I just, fine. It's I guess it's no worse than Ant Man and the Wasp. It's I love Ant Man and the Wasp, but so <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I like it. I guess I don't know. I I guess I liked Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Any last things to say about Solo? Should we go to Shelf Stacker Box? I've been playing with a diecast Millennium Falcon the whole time we've been talking. <laughs> it was on my desk. Got a little diecast Millennium Falcon. I've just been like, put it on my, it has one of those little finger stands. I'll put it on my finger, just kind of zoom it around while we've been talking. That's perfect for this movie. <laughs> it's the Force Awakens one, though. It's got the rectangular oh, radar dish. You should have had the Solo one that has the, the escape pod on it. They need to, they need to, oh, yeah, I guess I should have that. I wonder if they've got a micro machine. Oh, they definitely. Somewhere. Yeah, it's a micro machine one. It's a lar- it's, it's oh, large. It's large. Well, it, it's the it's the micro machine. Uh, oh no, it's Hot Wheels, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. yeah same it's, company. It's big. It's like the size. Of, it, it's almost the size of the palm of your hand. And yes, there is a toy of the Solo Millennium Falcon. So. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, oh, there's many. I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure, my son. Actually, I, I know for a fact my son had one at one point. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I was just curious because, like, there had to have been. So, yeah, there is. All right, let's go on the shelf stacker box. And, Peter, what about you? Uh, put it in the box of all the Star Wars. You know, it's an interesting Star Wars movie. It looks good. It's funny. But I probably won't revisit it too often just because of, you know, I prefer the saga films. Yeah. But, you know, it has interesting bits in it. I can't say it's not a fail. I can't say it's, you know, a failure, but I can't say it's a success either. It's a very odd one. But I'm keeping it in the box for now. Okay. And what about you, Carrie? Yeah, box. I mean, um, I like it better than the prequels, and I like it better than the last two sequels. But still, yeah, I, I don't see myself rewatching it again anytime soon. Man, I can't wait for us to talk to sequels. <laughs> can't wait. Okay. And I'll go last. I'm going to put this in the shelf. I still really like this movie. I watched it last night. I really liked it. I watched it again today. Really liked it. Like, I just just this film is such a feel good film for me and I just enjoy it so much partly because it is, it ends happy. It has a good feeling to it. It isn't sad. I I have a problem with sad movies, which we're going to be talking about next. (laughs) So yeah, that's why I really enjoy it. I just, it's just such a fun movie to to watch. And I'm, I, I hate the fact that it gets so much hate from people that it did (laughs) so bad. And I, I want my sequels now more and more, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the next Star Wars movie you'll hear us talk about will be Star Rogue One, which I'm excited to revisit because I have not watched that in years, and my opinion was not high last time. So yeah, I'm excited because I really love. I remember when I walked out of Rogue One, I turned to my friend and said, "Is this the new best Star Wars movie?" And then over time, I was like, "No, it's like the fourth best Star Wars movie. It's still good though." But yeah, yeah it's really good. I'm really excited for that. Same. I, yeah. It's something that I've been needing to watch and cover. So. You can stay tuned for that. And Carrie, where can people find you at? Hey, so I'm Carusetta on Twitch and YouTube and Instagram occasionally, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. You can see me modify and repair video game consoles when it's not over 100 degrees in my workshop like it is right now, but more often watch me play video games. All right. And Peter, where can people find you at? I'm still on Twitter at, at Peter BP. 
If you'd like to read my science fiction novels, you should start with the first one, which is called The Fifth Civilization. You can find that for Kindle or physical copies on Amazon.com. I want to say I've been really bad about reading, and I was like halfway through The Fifth Civilization and set it down a few months ago just because I got I fell off of reading. And I started mm-hmm. reading again recently, and I'm, I'm kind of at like I can't put it down right now. Awesome. I'm almost finished with it. I'm just like it's got me where I'm like I'm just I, I stayed up last night. I was like I'm going to read for 10 minutes, and I read for like an hour. So I need to. It, so. I need to finish it, but I know it honestly is really good theater. It's really, really good. That makes makes you really happy to hear. Um, yeah, at some point, you know, if you ever want to try the sequels too, I guarantee you they. Oh, uh, I, will. Oh, I will. They they keep up the momentum. So thanks for telling me that. Once I finally get around to finishing it, because I I can't read in my house. So the only time I read is when I drive to Mankato to see my son. He plays on my phone, and I and I lay next to him and I read the book usually. So that's been my. Not while you're driving though. No. <laughs> okay. I don't have I don't have a car that can drive itself. I wish I did. I get so much reading done. No, but no. <laughs> it's, I have like weird. I just can't. I, I can't, like when I go to if I don't finish it, I'm going to Boston later this year. I will finish it in Boston because I will be. I read when I'm not home. And, and I go on bouts of where I'm re- reading every single day, and then bouts where I just like don't read for a month or two. And yeah, f- fortunately, I'm back in the reading bout. So yeah, it's or great. When I, or when I lose power at work and I can't work, so I'm like, well, I'll just sit outside and read till power comes back on. I can't do anything else in my house. <laughs> so that, there's that time too. <laughs> and then the fortune, the power came right back out. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I read a few pages. All right. And if you want to hear more Star Wars episodes, we've been going through all the movies. You can find all of that on Podbean. Just type in Star Wars. You'll see all sorts of episodes that come up, a bunch of things that we've been covering. We've been doing Star Wars all year. So definitely go check out that our catalog. And to support the show, we do a Patreon for Little Star. You vote in our Patreon polls. You'll see a link in the show notes. You, you can We have polls every month. And you want to chat with us, we do have a Discord. Please join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes for that, too. You also see a link in the show notes for both things that were just mentioned. I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok and give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, starts his own podcast, a gamer looks at board. You definitely check him out also. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Later.